Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Welcome to our very first episode of the Recruitment Flex. So my name is Serge and I have a special co-host. Who's my co-host? It's uh, it's Shelly here. Hey Serge, how you doing? I am doing great. How excited are you? Um, do you know, this is pretty amazing that we took this from really kind of a, a dream, an idea, and we're really doing it. Oh my God. We are really doing I it. I know. And awesome. I want to give the audience really the, uh, the clue that we're not professional. So this mm-hmm. may suck for a while, but yeah. I don't think it will. I think the information is going to be really good. We might suck as hosts, uh, but, <laughs> but we're trying. we are going to improve. Exactly. We're trying. We're trying. I think. Yeah. will improve dramatically yeah. over the episode. So in this podcast, just to give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about, I think the biggest thing is the end goal is this, is to help recruitment, either corporate, um, staffing, or even vendors on how to recruit and what are the best practice and how they can flex their recruitment muscle basically by improving how they do everything. So Agreed. we will okay. have we will have some really special guests and I'm not going to share them but they're amazing. And please follow our LinkedIn page, the Recruitment Flex, because you're going to get clues and also updates as they come along. So I want to give the mic over to Shelly. Shelly Billinghurst is amazing. And I'll go into a really in-depth discussion of who she is. But Shelly, well, how are you doing? Well, don't stop there. Serge, keep going. Okay. Keep going. You know, like, uh, don't give up the mic that easy, man. No, exactly. Well, Come how about on. I do this? So <laughs> Shelly Billinghurst, I met oh, around 2011, and she doesn't remember this, but no, uh, I yeah. was working at Workopolis, and she was one of the clients. And um, so we had a sales team that was assigned to working with, with Shelly and her team, and we did a lot of work. Um, so I was the director, and unfortunately, the person that managed the account left us and I went to work somewhere else. So I had to step in and basically make sure that this very important client of ours, we could keep them happy. And uh, so I went and met Shelly and I can tell you, Shelly has the firmest handshake of anyone you'll ever meet. So um, I think she broke my hand actually. Is that, do oh, you, remember, you don't remember this so, at thing. all. And do you know what, do you know, Serge, I'll tell you, handshake is sincere. You know, I, I know, I don't know if our, if our, society will ever return to handshakes but there's something genuine about a handshake don't you think there is no i i completely yeah. so agree so what was your impression other than i hurt you sorry i don't know did you have to get a bandage or to see the doctor after that or what <laughs> i had a cast for like oh did you yeah. <laughs> oh you poor yeah. thing yeah exactly. you had it no. in a sling you went back to the office and put your hand in a sling i put okay. my hand so in a sling. other than other than me uh, hurting your hand what do you no, you left an impression and yeah, you left okay. an impression not only from the handshake, but I knew you knew what you were talking about in that. Well, first of all, when I shook your hand also, and you had that confidence, uh, but that discussion was like, well, I'm not going to be able to pull the wool over her eyes. Like we need to be delivering real value to, um, to her. And fortunately that didn't happen because you cancel our contract like a month after. So yeah, why did you cancel it? Do you remember that? Do you remember? I do. Was it me? I do. No, um, it really, it, it, you can't take it personal uh, because as you know, we had done some really, really cool things with Workopolis, but um, unfortunately the results were in the toilet. 
Hmm. And you know me, I love measurement. I love goal setting metrics. And I was watching it for six months before that to think, okay, what are we doing wrong? Right? Like as, as the, the corporation trying to attract great talent, are we using the tool properly? So it really was watching what was, what became undeniable and that was zero candidate traffic. Mm. So I couldn't justify it. And, and I know this is probably not the time to tell you. I should have probably, no, but that's, that's really what it came down to. No, it wasn't a, a lack of service, you know, on the account. And, you know, as much as you and you kind of joke a little bit about the fact that I don't remember the first time we met, um, something I can say and something I want to share with the audience about Serge is um, he is and has become one of the most important people in my career and in my in my personal professional life. Now we're not dating. So let me be clear. So anybody out there who's wondering, Hey, there is nothing going on here. It may seem like it cause we fight like a married couple, uh, but it really is mutual respect. And so, you know, there's, there is these things about us that, that really uh, over time, I think maybe because of the way we first met, it's, it's like you made it a mission to develop, a, a respectful relationship with me, which is exactly what you did. So, you know, the, the fact too, that we came to find out that we actually have very similar backgrounds only when it comes to building business relationships, Serge, I challenge anyone to keep up with you. That's something that, that I would say to anyone when I'm saying, Oh, do you know, Serge, they will always say that you are absolutely first, first in the game, of building great long lasting relationships, clients, candidates, um, people that report to you. Um, I've never heard anybody say a negative thing about you. And Don't ask my part. wife, please. Okay. <laughs> Get Diana in here. Yeah, exactly. No. And I really appreciate that. And I could say, I could echo that completely. And I think one of the that things you're that, that great. No, no, that you you're really that are great. And oh. everyone says everything, but okay. I'll agree with that. I think oh, that okay. works yeah. as well. Yes. Everyone would you say exactly great. the same. You're amazing at building this relationship and you are one of the most knowledgeable person in recruitment that I've ever met. And I respect that tremendously. Oh, Hence thanks. why we've continued yeah. a relationship over the years and we've had several run-ins and uh, yeah. like in, in different times that we've worked as partners. So when this podcast came together is like, I mean, Shelly would be perfect together because we have very similar views, but have different viewpoints sometimes right. on how to get there uh, and what actually is uh, what Absolutely. we should be doing. So I think that's going to be interesting just to give you a little bit of an idea. So Shelly has an extreme amount of experience in not only corporate agency and also as a recruitment marketing company uh, like you take those three together and if I look at my background it's almost identical it Obviously, is. different timing and everything but yeah. worked in recruitment marketing for the biggest job boards in uh, in in the world um, and I've worked in corporate and I've worked a little bit in agency as well so I think our experience really gives us a real a breadth of knowledge of what work what does it, it. does and I think we both love technology. We both love being really good at what Thank we you. do. Thank you for mentioning uh, that because that was, I think that is the common thread for us is we love tech and, yeah. and, you know, trying to stay current on what's happening in the industry. Um, it's absolutely, I never get tired of it. I never yeah. get tired of it. So that's what I like about this episode. 
our very first episode. What I really like about it is it really sets the tone for things like get it, letting the audience see kind of like what goes on in our heads. And I, I think that probably most recruiters, they're either going to really agree with us or they're going to say, oh, but what about, oh, and what about this? And, and start, start those conversations about- Well, what I hope people disagree it. with us. But the biggest yeah. thing is what I've noticed. I hope through the different discussions, different guests that we have, that there's some real aha moments that- we're not doing it right in my organization or we could be doing this better and this is a great way to do it. And that's overall the goal. We don't have all the answers. We want to hear what those answers are as well. So if you're coming across and please reach out to us and give us those, your whole concept and your thoughts around it. We're going to take a break. And when okay. we come back, we're going to go into what are our three biggest things we like in recruitment and what are our biggest pet peeves. So I think that's going to be really interesting. We talk a lot, um, but let's let's dig into it. You cool with that, Shelly? Uh, let's go. All right. So All right. We'll be right back. Okay. This first episode brought to you by our friends at RecruitingBrainFood.com. Recruiting Brain Food takes all the best recruitment content on the internet, then sends you a curated list every week. If you're not subscribed, you need to go subscribe right now at recruitingbrainfood.com. I'd like to know what your favorite things in recruitment. So like, how about you list me the three things you love about recruitment, then we're going to go into our three biggest pet peeves. I'm sure we'll have a lot of discussion <laughs> around that. So tell me, Shelly, yeah. what awesome. do you love about recruitment? Third. Do you know, uh, just before we dive into my, my, the three things I love about recruitment, I do want to add that I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating as we progress in our podcast to talk to um, talent acquisition or recruitment professionals from different parts of the world. Um, I know and have recruited in either from or actually right in um, numerous countries around the world and found that there are a lot of similarities. When it comes to best practices, um, they really are global. So now. I agree. I agree. I think you're bang so, on. I think and I think a lot of people be very curious to hear that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to our future episodes where we can have people come online with us. Um, so Serge, you know, for me, it's easy. You know, there is, um, there are three things that I will never get tired of when it comes to recruitment. And, you know, we can explore these, but, you know, just from the top here, um, I love reading resumes. Uh, the second thing. Okay, reading resumes. <laughs> uh, I, I can't just leave it at that. No, no, well, let me get through my top three first. Okay, and fine, then And then fine. you can grill me because right. I'm just going to start by saying I love reading resumes. Um, the second thing that I love about recruiting is finding the fit, that match. It is like, it's euphoria for me. Love it. Um, and then not to say the least of the three, because equally, it's the relationships. So those are my top three. Which one would you like to dive into? Or Serge, would you like to share? No, what? I think we're, we're going to wait for that, <laughs> Shelly, because reading I, resumes, like, yeah. like, what do you like about reading? I'm really curious. Like, what do you like about reading resumes? Because I can't relate. 
Really? Oh my God. Okay. No. So, so my claim to fame, I can confidently say that I've read well over a hundred thousand resumes in my career. I spent 11 years in the staffing industry and you know what that meant? That meant you had to be interviewing at least three people a day for the roles that you had to fill. So, and do you know, I find it absolutely entertaining. And I think the day that a recruiter finds reading resumes to be a chore, um, you, you probably should start looking for another line of work. Um, I find it absolutely entertaining. So and what's fascinating, tell me, okay, on, on okay. that note, so I've seen yeah. the weirdest resumes ever. So yeah. tell me about, I'm going to put you on the spot. So sure. tell me about the most interesting resume. It can be weird or really good. I'm just curious to what, like, what drives that. Okay, so let's let's give you a little bit of context here. So the the role is an executive assistant, and I know it's one of those jobs that everybody thinks they can do, right? So you will get hundreds. Well, certainly here in Calgary, you'll get hundreds of people apply, and you know I always think, what in God's name was this person thinking? Do they really think they're qualified for this role? And so this the resume that that we had pop into uh, the applicant tracking system was someone who had spent the last 10 years um, as an entertainer in a gentleman's club. Hmm. So if you don't think that's absolutely hilarious to think, can you imagine, I'm going to bring them in to interview with our CEO and this person honestly thinks we're going to bring them in to be interviewed by our CEO. And I was, this was for a major corporation. This was not like a executive assistant for a company of like 30 people. No, this was a major corporation. And I just, I, I have to stop and think what, what on earth are they thinking? Like, really, did they picture themselves in an interview? Well, there's got to be transferable <laughs> skill sets, right? I know, right? There's got to be. Like, yes. I, I won't go into them, but I'm assuming well, there is very relevant skill set involved in working at a gentleman's club. Is that what you if, called it? Yeah. Yes, a gen an entertainment specialist within a gentleman's club. Oh, and by the way, our CEO's a woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love it. Yes. So... So, you know, you got to find a little bit of entertainment and, and, you know, in reading resumes as well, Serge, I never, ever get tired of just reading what choices and decisions people have made throughout their career. What do they choose mm. to share on the document? What is it revealing to me about them in what they chose to do? And, and being able to look through a hundred resumes in, you know, 60 minutes, it means you really do understand, um, certainly in the North American style of resumes, you certainly very quickly understand uh, what you're looking for. So are you, and I'll ask you a question on that, like, are you, so when you look at resumes, um, so I'm sure you, what are the biggest things you look at? Like, are, I know I've generally on the role, the first, like, I will look at is like, do they have the qualifications or if they don't, what is relevant to particular the role I'm recruiting for? But um, do you look at the grammar? Do you look at any spelling errors? Like, how do you, how do you focus on it? What do you look at? I love that question, Serge. I do. I absolutely love that question. 
because you know uh, and i've had this i've had arm wrestles in the office over this um in the corporate recruiting world about grammar and spelling and so on um do you know and i've always been the type to just i completely overlook that so here's here's why um a really seasoned recruiter who's just as i may add slaying it here's how you're going to do it you know before you even start looking at resumes you have to be crystal clear on what are the qualifiers you can blast through resumes so quickly um, and granted I know there's always been the notion that software can do it for you and perhaps we'll touch on that maybe on a future episode around technology um, but really if you are absolutely clear on what the hiring manager is looking for and you're not distracted by you know I, I mean I get a kick out of how entertaining it is to see what different types of backgrounds and work histories people have um, but really it's just being like you'd mentioned crystal clear about um, what are the qualifiers because it's usually just three things right and either they have it or they don't and move on so enough about me Serge I'm dying to hear what are the three things you love about recruitment I'm tossing it back over to you we can come back to mine if you want but no i was interested in reading because i i'm just going to rebuttal to that one i i like <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be a recruitment but uh reading resumes is, is not in my favorite list of things to and it, it's part of the job and something we need to do and something we need to be really good at because in reality that's how we're kind of uh making sure we're, we're finding the right fits and it's it's an art um and part of a science as well as far as reading resumes but I wouldn't say that's one of them. So uh, with a very strong sales background, there's a couple of things that really, I think is probably the biggest driver for me. I love the art of closing the deal, finding a right fit, which you mentioned sure. to, to the role we're recruiting for and really selling the concept to the potential candidate and selling um, to the hiring manager that this is potentially the right candidate as well and kind of making that match and closing the deal. It gives me, it gives me a high that I've always had in closing a major deal as well. So I think that's one of the driving factors. Uh, I, you know, recruitment in the sense that I approach it uh, really allows me to be strategic. I, I think we sometimes approach recruitment uh, in a very tactical manner. Uh, I think taking a step back and looking at the overall picture and creating a strategy of how we're going to go to market, how we're going to find the candidates, how are we going to drive to them, are we going to source them, what type of technology are we going to leverage to get them through the funnel, to create a process. So there's a huge strategic element to it that I really enjoy. Um, and I think the other thing that is really interesting kind of goes back to the sales aspect. Um, I'm a hunter in the sense that I love hunting for that talent. I love going after it and really finding that person. Um, and part of it is like the greater major, majority of people um, that you find are not going to be a, a fit, but that hunting of like finding that right person is, is really driving. I'm more a hunter than a farmer in that sense. Um, so yeah, those I think are, are the three biggest thing. I think the biggest factor for me is like, closing that deal um mm -hmm. it's a really high feeling for me yes and and i think that's the, the the where we certainly have a common thread is for me i call it finding the fit because when i talk to that person i know it 
Like I know it in right down in, in my bones. I know I found the right person. And that is like, it's, it's euphoric. It's, it, it really is a buzz. You know, and I, I think that's a really good point. And the flip side to it is, is, and we'll go into our pet peeves and this might appear on it, but like knowing you found the perfect fit and a hiring manager just doesn't see it is probably one of the most oh. frustrating things you'll come across because uh, yeah. they'll get stuck on, well, they, I, I said I needed 10 years of experience. This person only has nine in three months in this particular uh, skill set. Um, that's extremely frustrating. Um, but how about we go on that point? So any questions and um, we can come back to my three free, but I think we're pretty aligned. Mine are pretty straightforward. Yeah. The ones that I'm more interested in is like our three biggest pet peeves. So how about you start on your biggest pet peeves? Well, Serge, this, this first one will be no surprise to you. And I think it's probably, if I've got a soapbox, this is the one I'm standing on most. And my pet peeve is really badly written job ads. <laughs> I, it is such, uh, I just see it as complete laziness. Makes me crazy when I see how badly job ads are written. Um, my next, in short, one word, Taleo. <laughs> <laughs> and three, <clears throat> sorry, is again, I, I think what, what makes me different is I have this ability to sit in the candidate's chair. And, and I don't know, I think it's a gift. I don't know if you can learn to do this. I think great recruiters have that ability without being empathetic. Um, so my third pet peeve is this. It's the crickets. Somebody has made the effort. They have written a cover letter. Um, they have submitted their resume and they have made that shift you know, it's that, that moment that they decided I am going to take this seriously and I'm going to apply to this job and they never hear another thing. Um, crickets even worse if, if you've come in and you've interviewed. And again, I'm speaking as a candidate. You've come in and interviewed and you get crickets. Never hear back from them. Never know why you did or did, you didn't get the job. Nothing. Um, it is, I believe, the biggest reason that our profession suffers the reputation that it has. Mm. What are your thoughts? Um, are, yeah, let, let are me. Your, yeah, what are, are your pet peeves anywhere close to that? Yeah, they're very close. <laughs> they're they're really worded a little bit different. But uh, let's let's. I'm going to start on your last point as far as, and I, I'm going to give a different viewpoint on that. Uh, I agree. I think there's so much technology out there that the ability to be able to respond to candidates in a positive or negative manner are critical. And I, I think how you respond to candidates is, is critical, but part of the challenge, and I feel on a recruiter side, I, I really do because sometimes you get thousands of applicants for one particular role. Um, and then you get bombarded from multiple things coming from the organization. Um, and unfortunately, um, a resident organization kind of sees recruitment sometimes as a very administrative focused role. So they give you all these tasks, all these projects. Um, so it's really, it's one of the things that kind of falls off the plate to making sure that you're responding to your candidates and it's not always fun. And I'll give you a perspective. So um, 
I so my policy for rejecting candidates is is pretty straightforward. If you've applied, um, you are, and we decide through the resume review that we're not going to move forward. You're going to get an email response saying, "Hey, we looked through your resume. Um, Fortunately, you're not a fit." Blah blah blah. So they always get an email. So if there is a, a phone screen uh, that is done, it's also an email response, but it's a more personalized email response directly. It's not using any template or anything like that. It's going a little bit more specific why we're not moving forward. Anyone that does a face-to-face -face interview uh, will get a phone call. So my experience, and we've done this with multiple times, and actually in my last company, we, we used a service that we kind of gave them training on how to look for jobs, also signed them up to to all the major job boards as a free service they offer them so they could get candidate job alerts on their particular role and work really well. And it's something we did to try to help the job seeker. But I got some job seekers respond to me being like, this is insulting or those types of things or like, I don't want your effing job anyways is, so I can see why, and this is just over emails. I've had candidates and I'm telling them that they're not going to get a job and they get really angry at you. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Candidates want feedback as long as the feedback's not negative, which um, is, so it's like, there is, there is some culpability on the job seeker side as well. Um, anyways, those are my so, thoughts on, so I agree with you. We need to do a way better job, but candidate needs to like, come on, grow up. Like, and you're well, not going to get a job. Like, it's not because you're not a great person or it's just we have a better candidate. And if you can't deal with that, it's going to be a tough life for you. And as, um, as we know, even in the whole job search and in the hunt, as you, as you spoken to just a minute ago, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. And when you're giving regrets post-application, um, yeah, you're going to have some crazies. And that's part of the job. It yep. is. So if, if that is like, if the one out of a hundred, so really what, what are we talking about? The ones we never forget are the crazies that show up at the reception front desk demanding to see you. I mean, I'm sure we've, we've all got some wild stories of upset candidates, um, but that's one in a hundred or one in a thousand, you know, every job is going to have some percentage of the not so nice stuff. So what now did I did I hear you right? So your first pet peeve is the same as mine? The the lack no, of communication. No, no. Okay. no but I wanted to I, I wanted to rebuttal your uh, one of yours as well. So let me go okay. into mine. Okay. Uh, tell me, tell me. One is very similar. And when you say Tileo, I exactly <laughs> in the same way. I know what you're gonna say. You. But the way I see it is I, I'll, I'll use a different word. I'm just like using crappy technology in HR and we all do and not all do, but a lot of organizations just have the crappiest technology. Uh, and it's usually what sucks about it is, and this is where us recruitment leaders, recruitment practitioners, we got to take a step up. And when IT and finance is choosing our HR technology, they're not thinking of a practical term. They're relating of how it's going to interact with what they're trying to do. And they don't have an understanding of the functionality of it. So, and this happens with ATS. Um, all the ATS out there that are part 
of a larger HCM, so a HRIS. So mm-hmm. if you're if you've got Workday, UltiPro, Oracle, their APS is going to suck. Like I, I'm, I'm going to uh, put it out really- there. They yep. all do. It's going to be way too expensive, and it's going to be based on process. So how does this fit in with the process of the company? Not thinking about the two most important things, which are the job seekers and the hiring managers. How easy is it for both of them to to leverage it? So perfect example is like, please add your resume. Then let me, you need to input everything that's on your resume all over again. Like what a pain, what a pain to do that. Like that is just antiquated technology that you need to do that. Um, if you need to register to apply. Oh, God, please kill me now. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. And oh, I've got a good one. Search. I'm sorry to interrupt. I know this no, is no. at peeve list. But have you ever seen a system where they make you take a test before you even apply? Are you fucking kidding me? Why would I want to do that? So you can test me before I even apply? Like, is that not just an invitation for a lawsuit? Like, well, it, but is, is, but is that a system or is that just a recruitment process? Oh, no, no, no. This is part of the system and they've actually recommended it. And why? Because there, it's technology that is decided by HR. Yeah. Recruitment technology, when HR is making the decision, they hate recruitment. They fucking hate it. They'll do anything. So when the salesman comes trotting in with their new applicant tracking system, or the, the HCM usually, and um, they've got your, your applicant tracking system, they can sell them anything that will avoid the HR person ever having to interact with an applicant. So the more barriers between me and having to deal with you, because also I've heard many HR people say that they fucking hate people. Never mind recruitment. They just don't even like people. Yeah. Well, so the flip side of it is like when you're interviewing an HR person and they're like, why HR? I just love people. So I think. Yeah, no, no, no. The seasoned ones hate them. They're there. They're there just to keep uh, the executive out of out of prison. Yeah, well, and part of it, compliance is a huge part of it. HR. So I, I, I think it's like you read your mind. So audience, we didn't share our list. This is no. completely new. So the the number two pet peeve to me is uh, being associated with HR. Um, so recruit. <laughs> And this is going to upset some HR people in a sense, but in reality, recruitment has always fell into HR and a lot of organizations. And it used to be the personnel department and the personnel department would put an ad in the newspaper and they've kind of owned it forever in reality. And HR is extremely important in every organization. So I don't want them to come across as I don't believe that. Uh, and we're seeing it right now in the current situation where in HR have become critical in a response of how we're dealing with uh, COVID-19 and how companies are reacting to it. So I I don't want to put down HR in that sense because there's a lot of value, but the skill sets are so different. Um, And unfortunately, this is my thoughts. A lot of people on the podcast might disagree, but 
HR can't execute on anything. Um, so recruitment kind of gets lumped into that as well, yeah. even though it's completely different skill set that is needed. It's completely different day to day. It's more, um, it's not based on compliance. Recruitment, you need to take risks. You need to go out there and do it differently. Um, so being associated with, with HR, being a talent acquisition professional in my mind, I've never done HR. I have no interest in HR. Um, I will never do HR, but uh, I think HR and talent acquisition always have to work together because there's a certain like handover at one particular point. But like I've said to you, and I think we've talked about it, it is like I see talent acquisition in large organizations reporting directly to senior leadership. So either COO or CEO uh, in smaller organizations, I see if you need to lump it somewhere like a lot of organizations, it fits way better in marketing. Uh, especially how it goes and how you're attracting mm -hmm. talent where it's more about people finding you than finding people. Uh, I think marketing needs to have a much bigger impact. And I think you mentioned it to me once and I, it really resonated with me as well as supply chain. Um, like Agreed. Yeah. who understands supply and demand better than supply chain. So anyways, um, being associated with HR is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. So all HR professional listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. I still love you. Still think you're great. Um, but in saying that also in adding to that point, like recruitment is not a stepping stone to HR. So if your, your recruitment department is all people that are junior and this is their way into HR, mm -hmm. you're doing it wrong. This is not the way to do it. We're because in reality, I think you mentioned it too as well. A lot of HR people don't like making that cold call, don't like rejecting people. So these are all factors that all kind of blend in. So um, I think recruitment is its own skill set. It's a profession I'm very proud of. So having it treated it as a stepping stone to something yeah, it's, it really pisses me off in that sense because I take this seriously. Uh, I want people to really want to love recruitment. So those are one of the biggest things and like technology was one. Um, yeah, those, those are really my pet peeves. Like technology, I think, drives it for me. Uh, like it's just like Teleo, I think, was the perfect example. <laughs> if you're in 2020 and you're implementing Teleo, um, there's something wrong and don't get me wrong. Oracle has tried to make it way sexier with like, let's add a chat bot. Let's add all these features that really don't work really well, but let's just bolt it on. So when we're talking to the CIOs or it'll be like, well, it has all the features we want and it, it works perfectly across all our, our ERP. So let's just do our ATS as well. Compared to there's so many awesome ATS out there um, that are totally dedicated to being an ATS and they just like it's night and day. So, yeah, those yeah. those are my biggest pet peeve. But overall thoughts, like anything that resonates to you and my pet peeves that you're like, yeah. You're oh, right. yeah. So I know you and I have um, the same thought process around technology. Uh, you know, when I when I said my pet peeve was to Leo, that's really what I was driving at. And I think um, it was summarized best when you consider that you can post a job, change it in real time, add banners. Um, I mean, you can dress up 
your employment brand in under 30 minutes using everything that's free on Indeed. And if you even want to do so much as change a banner on Taleo, it's a 16-step process and it'll take them about four weeks. This first episode brought to you by our friends at RecruitingBrainFood.com. Recruiting Brain Food takes all the best recruitment content on the internet, then sends you a curated list every week. If you're not subscribed, you need to go subscribe right now at RecruitingBrainFood.com. So let's close off this first episode of the Recruitment Flex. So Shelly, where can people find you? So Serge, you can find me, anyone can find me on LinkedIn. And that's Shelly Billinghurst on LinkedIn. It's Shelly with an E-Y. So make sure you, you get that in there. But I don't think there's many Shelly Billinghurst on LinkedIn. So that should be pretty easy. Um, or I welcome people to message me directly. It's Shelly at HigherValueInc.com. And that's H-I-R-E as in you got the job, ValueInc.com. So Serge, how do we find you? Where are you? We find me in two places. You can find me on LinkedIn, Serge Boudreaux. You can find me on Twitter at Serge Boudreaux. So I'm way more active on LinkedIn. So probably that's the best place to connect. So yeah, well, Shelly, we've just finished our first episode of the Recruitment Flex. Um, we're going to have some amazing guests coming up. Mm -hmm. Katrina Collier from the Robot Proof Recruiter the legend Hung Lee, the yes. list goes on and on and on and on. So hopefully we can yeah. bring value to you. And thank you so much for listening. So on that note, we're going to sign off the Recruitment Flex. Talk to you soon. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out.